Hey, David. Hey. You ready to lead worship? Yeah, I think so. Awesome. <laughs>
Welcome to the third week of our series on peace. Many of us are looking for it throughout this craziness, but as believers in Jesus Christ, let's not forget that we are called to embody peace and give it freely to others, to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts and be peacemakers, especially during this time of fear and uncertainty. Let's pray together the Lord's Prayer as we begin worship. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the well. Um, we're, gonna start, we're about to start worship. Make sure you look up the lyrics on your phones. And let's, go, let's start worship. Brings the change in every knee. 
Another scripture for today is Matthew 5, 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God.
this morning let's remember that also it's a time of thanksgiving a time to celebrate but it's also a time to give we're still trying to assure that we're taking care of those in the community who need it uh, we still have the opportunity to be a part of our community uh, whether it's through uh, providing meals uh, helping those in need or just sharing with others but we also need to make sure that we keep the church moving forward um, whether you give through the mail by mailing your giving to the church at 59 Vaughn Lane and Olive Branch whether you do it through the website at lewisburgwell.org or whether you do it through text to give uh, we still need to remember that the church has expenses during this time uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate you remembering uh, that we are still functioning. We're still moving forward during uh, this time, even though we're not physically together every Sunday. Thank you, and have a great day. Uh, over the last six weeks, man, I'm telling you, I've had a lot of conversations with uh, friends and with family, uh, with clergy. Uh, and I tell you what, there's, there are a couple of things that I keep hearing over and over again, and I've told you about a few of those lines, but more recent, I've heard this more than anything, uh, is I am done with this. Uh, and uh, everybody's like, I want to get back to normal. Uh, and I get it. I get it. Like, we have, we have really been messed up in all of this. Like, our, everything has been thrown off. But can I remind us what normal was like um, and, and maybe encourage us to not go back to normal? Um, how about the fact that everybody was so busy that we didn't know up from down? Or that actually taking pride in busyness like it was a badge of honor, all while being exhausted and barely hanging on uh, because we've been, stretched for so, we've been stretched so thin? Or how about striving to gain uh, power and control in our lives in such a way that it was never intended for us to have? Um, what about excuses that we can't do this? Uh, and we can't do that. As a preacher, I get to hear a lot of these, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that we can do this, we, can, we can't do this, we can't do that, while we fully hang on to a bunch of habits and practices that we know we shouldn't hang on to. Uh, and then how about going after luxuries at the expense of relationships of our children uh, or with our families? Um, and I could go on. Like, there's a whole list more that we can go on with. But here's the thing. Uh, can you hear the selfish nature that normal drives? Are we sure this is what we want to go back to? This virus has uh, brought many of our lives, not all of them, but many of our lives to a jarring stop. Uh, and it was a very quick one. And I've told you before that I had a calendar full rolling through the summertime and rolling through the end of a semester. And then suddenly the calendar was clear overnight. Uh, and so it's brought us to a jarring stop. It has stripped us of our routines, of our schedules, of our comforts. And yes, people are getting cranky about that, I promise you, and me too, and you can ask my family, I have been cranky about it, I'm sure, uh, more than a half of time. Uh, 
probably probably a whole a whole lot. They're staring at me right now in shock. Uh, so uh, yeah, and, and it's and here's my question: Is this possible? Is it possible that maybe this is an opportunity to actually hit the reset button, to actually go back and slow down and determine what is necessary and what is not? Um, to die to our old self, to die to our old ways, our old habits of how we do life, of being self-centered, and quit trying to live life our way with a little bit of splash of Jesus in it, just so we can think that we're good, solid believers, and then maybe take on a new life in Christ. And not just a new life in Christ, but actually give ourselves over to Christ in such a way that we allow Christ to determine what's important for us. The concept is called lordship. I think we may have heard a sermon or 12 on that. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm encouraging us to understand this may be an opportunity to hit a reset button, to change from our old way of life to a new way of life. This is what Colossians 3 is all about. And that's the subject of the scripture that we're going to be reading today. When we started this series on peace, we were asking ourselves two questions. The first question was, where does peace come from? And we learned as John was uh, in John 16, as Jesus was talking to his disciples, we learned that he was giving them a lot of information. He says, so that you can have peace. We learned that Jesus is the giver of peace. He is the prince of peace. He is the one that's overcome the world. The second question that we asked, which was last week, which was uh, wrapped around Philippians 4, was how do we receive peace? Uh, and we discovered that rejoicing uh, and, uh, and praying and giving thanks all th are all things that lead to uh, receiving peace in our lives through God. Uh, or, or Let me try that again. Peace of God through Jesus Christ. That Jesus is that giver of peace. That's the avenue through which all peace comes from. And that when we take on the mindset of Christ and we go out and we work on practicing our faith, those are the things that actually draw us, according to Philippians 4, to the God of peace. This week we're here to answer a completely different question in Colossians chapter 3. It's how do we give peace? We're not here to just receive. We're here to also give. As believers, we're never here to just hoard the peace. We're not here to just hold on to it. We're here to give the peace. And you'll hear in, this, in, in Colossians chapter 3 a similar uh, parallel to Philippians 4. is to set your minds on things above. Set your mind on the virtues of Christ. Uh, and, and Paul does a really good job of, of drawing a clear distinction between letting go of our old lives, which is figuring out the things that are not important anymore, and picking up our new life in Christ, which means literally, what is it that Christ has determined is important for us? Um, and you will discover, I think, today that, that that Paul and Scripture specifically, uh, and Jesus himself, is calling us away from a life that is self-centered, uh, where we are striving for those things that we want and we desire only, and we never even ask God if that's what God desires for us, to a life that is more other-centered and giving of peace. So as we jump into this old versus new thing, right, uh, at the beginning of Colossians chapter 3, he does a very good job of helping us to understand that we are now dead to self. So listen to these verses in Colossians chapter 3. If you haven't turned there in your Bibles, please grab, please grab your Bibles and do so. It says, since then, this is verse 1, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Same kind of language again from Philippians chapter 4. But listen to this sentence. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears 
then you also will appear with him in glory. So the idea is we are supposed to die to self. And I'm not talking about losing your personality and all that kind of stuff. We've talked about that before. But it's actually putting down our own desires and picking up the desires that Christ has for us. We know this in church language as sanctification. We've discussed this all the time. Sanctification is becoming more like Christ every single day. And so we're putting our desires down and picking up the desires of Christ, and those become our desires as we grow in our faith. But in verses 5 to 10, he tells us what we should be putting to death. He says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greeds, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in the ways, uh, in the life that you once lived, but... Now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other. And since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being uh, renewed in knowledge uh, in the name of its creator. There is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. But it, Christ is, it is, uh, but Christ is all and is in all. So the idea, if you hear that list, uh, the sexual morality, the lust, the evil desires, the anger, the rage, the malice, the slander, these are all things that are self-centered. These are all things that we do uh, because we are driven by our selfish desires. But then he tells us, and this is where we get to verse 12 in the scripture that you heard read earlier uh, in worship. When we get to verse 12, he uses that first word of therefore, and he talks about this new life in Christ, what it looks like. So when he says, therefore, he's saying, all of these things you are to let go, therefore, now that you've done that, this is what should happen. He says, therefore, in verse 12, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. Uh, as any of, uh, if any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Mentions it twice. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. The idea is this list of virtues are the things that we're picking up. If we're putting down our old self, we're picking up our new life in Christ. And those are the virtues that we're picking up. Uh, and that list is surprisingly other-centered. And it is unified by the bond of love. So we're to drop this self-centered idea of life, this old way of life, when we come to Christ. And we are to pick up a new life in Christ that is centered on others. And this is where verse 15 to 17 comes into play. In verse 15 is where the word peace really arises. And so he says this. He says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. So the idea is that peace is individual, but peace is communal as well. It is as you are as one body. The idea is we are not to hoard the peace. We are to give the peace out. We are to do it freely, and not just in community as in like our close geographical community, but we are to give peace out, or our, our, our Christian community, I'm sorry. We are to give it out to the geographical community as well. It's a both and. We're not to hold the peace. We're to be givers of peace. We're not to just receive, but we are also to give. Um, and since we have been given that peace of God, that peace of God through Jesus Christ, we have now been released to go and give it to others. Uh, and then let that peace rule our hearts. And as verse 17 here says, you do that uh, in all things, no matter what you say or what you do, in all your, your words and your deeds, you do it all to the glory of Jesus Christ. So we are to be givers of peace 
uh, to the glory of Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so, um, so that is it. The, the idea of pandemic stopping our lives is wrong. It, doesn't, it may stop us from leaving our house. We may have a shelter and home for a time. But it does not stop our faith. It does not stop the ability for us to continue to go and minister. In fact, I'm telling you that it's quite the opposite. Really, right now as a church, this is the prime opportunity for us to go and show what the peace of Christ really is. By going and helping and being a part of people's lives, checking on our neighbors, by calling people, uh, by, by, uh, by sending food to somebody. Uh, you got an email from me uh, earlier this weekend uh, of giving you some suggestions on what you could do. Man, I, some of you get together and purchase food and send it to an entire hospital wing to take care of the medical staff. I don't care what we do, but this is the time as a church to actually get in and make things happen and be givers of peace. So to give you an example of that, we have a coffee talk today, which is why I'm here. This is why we have this going. So the idea is we're going to do a coffee talk today with Greg Hazelrig. Uh, and uh, he is someone who can absolutely drive us into understanding how it is that we can be givers of peace in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> Y'all, welcome to Coffee Talk. Uh, Pandemic 2020 edition. Uh, we have, uh, if you, for those of you who are not familiar with how we do coffee talks, uh, the idea is as a church, part of our mission and part of our vision is to become a coffee shop uh, in some form or fashion. And so we have uh, jokingly called these times where we do interviews with the experts in the fields, uh, coffee talks. Uh, and so, um, and of course, kind of poking fun of the SNL thing as well. Uh, and so uh, today's coffee talk is uh, literally we've been having this series on peace. And so the idea is, how is it that we can give peace? Well, there's nobody better that I think, can think of that knows how to give peace in this world uh, than Greg Hazelrig. So Greg Hazelrig, um, and I love these pictures that we found of him. Aren't they gorgeous? Um, Matthew 25 Ministries. He pastors uh, Baker's Chapel, United Methodist Church, and Pleasant Hill United Methodist Church, both within a, a pretty close radius of here. Uh, but he also has helped to start Matthew 25 Ministries. And so we brought him in today to help teach us uh, how it is that we can give peace in the world. So what's up? What's up? <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm good, man. Um, so when we do the conversations, usually we get to hear people's church backgrounds. And I recognize that this is going to be a little bit different. And by the way, scrolling behind us during this entire time, you will see pictures of the ministry uh, that is being done there in, uh, in Memphis. And so that's where we're actually going to start is okay. uh, explain to me, kind of describe to us what Matthew 25 Ministries is uh, and uh, what it does. And yeah, explain the ministry to us as people get a chance to, to see the pictures. Okay, well, <clears throat> we uh, go out every Tuesday night, and uh, we go to Little Caesars on, on State Line Road in South Haven, and we go to an area around uh, Poplar, to Beale Street, and that general area, and we feed pizza, and wa give water, and then whatever else we might have at the time, hygiene goods, right. um, uh, socks, and the winter blankets, you know, stuff like that. Right. And we've done, uh, for those of you who remember when we've done the hygiene kits, uh, we've actually put, I think, I don't know, four or 500, I guess, out with you guys uh, to help out with the ministry. Um, so uh, so how did, explain to me how this all got started, because this is, it's a remarkable ministry that, to be quite honest with you, for me, I never look at and try to reproduce. We don't go, man, we need to go out and feed the homeless. We go, oh my gosh, how can we help Greg do that? Because what you do is so much better than anything we could ever do. So how did this even get started? Well, it got started very small. Um, I had a couple friends from a church that uh, uh, I used to pastor, and they we got a hold of them just by chance, and they were going downtown. Well, we had decided we were going to have a coat drive and take the coach to, to the Union Mission. Yeah. Well, um, 
found them instead, and they were giving out a couple pizzas. They were buying two or three pizzas and giving them to folks, and, and we uh, went and gave out our coats and just tagged along for a while. Nothing like Little Caesars Pizza to stretch the money, right? You got it. That's why we go. <laughs> hey, you can't get anything cheaper. Right. So uh, we, we, we started going with them, and you know sometimes they get with these chili or something like that. But they decided they were going to quit. And by that time, there was another person from, there's three of us, um, another person from Baker's Chapel. When I say three of us, I mean my, Michelle, my wife, and me. Right. And a guy named Terry. And oh, yeah. That's right. we started going, getting pizzas, getting a few, paying for them ourselves. It wasn't but five or six at, at the beginning. Right. And we go around looking for people. And it went from there to now we'll have three to four cars, three or four vehicles go. Wow. And uh, a group of youth. And these are regular, you know, every Tuesday night. And um, we see, depending on what time of year, upwards to 100 folks, or maybe a little bit over 100. A night? A night. Wow. And we've got a regular route. Of course, yep. we, we, we go other places <clears throat> when we can, but we've got a pretty regular route where people are waiting on us when we get there. My goodness. So word is spread. That's interesting that you're telling me that they, they got to a point where they quit. I recognize that a ministry like this can be incredibly taxing, not just uh, financially, but also uh, physically. The, you know, the, the routine of going out all the time and, and carrying the weight of other people's uh, problems and struggles, and you really want to help more and all that. I realize it can get pretty heavy. So that's really cool that you were there to kind of pick up the mantle on that. Um, so tell me about some of the most memorable moments that you've had. Well, there's been a few. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> there have been a few. Um, one, uh, and by the way, uh, you know this, we put some on Facebook every Tuesday night so right. people understand. Well, these are the stories that didn't get on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ooh, the exclusives. <laughs> <laughs> there's this one, uh, uh, one night, um, we drove up and like I said, there's like three or four vehicles. We drive up in this parking lot and, uh, there's this, there's these two guys and they're having a knife fight. Oh. And when I say a knife fight, there's one guy with a knife, the other guy's trying to not get hit. Fair enough. <laughs> but he doesn't run away. It's just like, you know, so I'm thinking at first, you know, they're joking around, or, you know, or the guy's just, na ha you know, nagging him. But what happens is, you know, they keep going, they keep going. I finally, I just get out of the truck and ask him if they want some pizza. <laughs> and one of them, and the one with the knife, he does. <laughs> Are you serious? He comes gets pizza, yeah. So you stopped a knife fight with pizza. <laughs> That's right. Beautiful. But it didn't quite stop it because uh, later on when we drove back by there, we saw where the police were there and, the, and an ambulance was there. Oh, so. no. <laughs> so they got back. It was temporary, though. It was, it was a temporary stoppage. You can heal a lot with pizza, man. I'm saying. Yeah, evidently so. There's another, there's a picture of a lady in here. I, I don't know. Um, there's a there's a young lady, mm -hmm. uh, a girl and, and a lady uh, who... The lady is the is um, her name's Angela, and we say you don't say Angela three times because she'll show up. <laughs> this this lady one time she had this long shirt, okay, and she evidently somewhere or another got to got the idea that we didn't think she had anything underneath it. Oh no. <laughs> You know Adam Gordon. Of course. He was. Who a, doesn't know Adam Gordon? <laughs> she she says, I got on something. She lifts it up and she had on just her panties. Oh, no. <laughs> and he was changed forever. <laughs> he's, he's, he swore he wouldn't have come back again. His eyes oh just started gosh. bleeding. <laughs> so, yeah, there's been a few. There's a, there's a, one guy that I thought was going to kill me. He had a big old chain around his neck. Okay. It was, it was an early on. It was dark. And uh, there's just four of us. <laughs> um, 
two ladies, well, Michelle and their lady and, and Terry. Wow. He's okay. coming towards me in this, like I said, this is dark area. We're not around other people. And uh, uh, he's coming this way. I think he's a member of a gang, and, you know, and his initiation is to beat the crap right. out of somebody. Right. And uh, so he's coming towards me. I'm knocking on the windshield. Terry's just looking at me like, give it up. I think he actually <laughs> locked the door. <laughs> the guy finally comes up, and so I asked him if he wanted some pizza. We saw him the next week in a more crowded area. Yeah. And he said he just he wears it because when he goes through the uh, alleyways that we know they mess with him. I told him, I won't go mess with you. That's smart. It worked. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. really great. He scared me. He just, I thought I was going <laughs> to die that night. <laughs> well, is there, has there been something that has uh, specifically left a mark on you uh, throughout doing this ministry? There has, it's <clears> not <throat> necessarily a thing, a specific thing, but there's been several times when people have come to me or to us mm -hmm. and asked to pray for us. Oh yeah. And wow. there's also a guy who calls me most every, um, most every Tuesday night. And he, well, Tuesday morning or afternoon, he calls to check on me. He may not be coming to see us that night, yeah. um, but whatever it is, he, he comes and just says, I want to see how you're doing. Wow. And you know, and it shows me that these folks, you know, that they care, they're appreciative yeah. and they care. There's another time when a, when one guy was, um, another thing that didn't make Facebook, <laughs> a guy was, uh, <laughs> he uh, was getting outright, you know, he was upset yeah, because he didn't get as much pizza as he wanted. Right. Probably, and he was, I'm sure, drugged up. And he was getting loud and louder. He started saying, you know, talking about how we white people didn't give to black people and, nice. and how, you know, we're taking advantage of them. And now he even called himself and said, I'm Al-Qaeda. Oh, all right. <laughs> and he's over here and I'm in my truck and, it, and I'm just waiting for him to jump me. And yeah. there's these two guys that come between us and they escort him away. Wow. Because what we say is, and that's our main stop, and our main stop at least. Right. Uh, there are people who um, will make sure nothing happens to us. Wow. So th it's just that relationship that's had a big impact on me. It's, it's knowing people that's care about them. us as much as we care about them. That's been my experience too, going into inner city New York, inner city Chicago, and some of the larger places like that, like a Memphis, uh, is that there is something of a loose code that if you are there to help the community, the community will make sure you're protected. Uh, and, in, and in ways a lot of times you don't even realize <clears throat> or that you don't even recognize that's happening. Um, I, that's really interesting that that's happening here too. I wouldn't have thought about that in Memphis. I just, just some of the larger cities. There's actually a time that uh, there was this guy, um, he was going to beat up another guy. Yeah. Um, but he was waiting for us to leave because he didn't want to do it in front of us. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously the streets are rough. We've always heard that. You always know that. When you're talking about experiencing this like face-to-face -face, yeah. uh, and being as much hope as you can possibly be. Um, so what? tell me this. What does it look like during the pandemic right now? Because obviously you can't take three or four carloads. No. Uh, so, so what does it look like right now? Three of us. Uh, okay. Three of us, guys, we go. Um, <clears throat> normally we get, you know, we bring out the pizzas and some of these girls, yeah. that's the, what their job is, is to put the pizza on plate and hand them out. Okay? Right. So, and normally we give out two pieces. Uh, if we see the crowds low, we give seconds. Yeah, okay? right. Um, but uh, right now, what we're doing is, well, we're gloving up and masking up, mm -hmm. and um, carrying a, a gallon of hand sanitizer with us. Yeah, absolutely. I put it on my on my on my steering wheel. Right. But uh, we got we're not giving out everything that we would give out. We get two gallons of plug bags. We get the pizzas. 
We take three pieces of pizza, we stick it in the, in the bag. That's good. Another bag is something that's been donated, so water and snacks. <clears throat> right. And uh, we hand these two bags out and that's it. Now, another thing that's been donated, by the way, is crystals. South Haven. Oh, uh, yeah, nice. Not South Haven. Um, yeah, South Haven on Goodman. The crystals, shout out to uh, them. Go get your crystals there. Crystals! Because they give us uh, five 24 packs. Uh, wow, okay. Right now, you know, during this time. I don't expect them to do it afterwards. That's sure. Fine. But but right. but right now they're doing that because... That's a huge help, right? What, actually, what happened is a funny thing. Um, the owners are in my one of my churches. Nice. And uh, they saw on my Facebook page one time, not too long ago, I said, you know, well, we ran out of pizzas. We had to go to McDonald's and buy, like... Uh, 50 hamburgers yeah you know and so she said you're not going to McDonald's anymore I'm gonna give you wow <laughs> said, you're not going to competitor I'm gonna give it to you <laughs> so, even in giving to the homeless there's competition that's right that. that's right no I love that you mask up I love that you have the gloves um, because it really for me I think throughout all of this it's not so much that it's a protection of you as much as it is more so a protection of them yeah because they're way more vulnerable I think mm -hmm. right now being exposed and no real uh, you know no mask no gloves or very little uh, uh, accessibility um, neat, yeah, I appreciate that you do that the neat thing is um, of all the people we <clears throat> see I mean they're folks that we may miss or whatever and don't know about right but of all the people we've seen we've not heard of anybody having one of our you know huge group so wow okay yeah, so that's good that's great now the, the the thing about how it is in this pandemic right now is there's there are people feeding don't get me wrong the Union mission you know right feed, right stuff. but um, especially on Tuesdays when we go, there was a, a church that would give out burritos, just little small burritos. Mm -hmm. So our two pieces of pizza later, you know, yeah. that, that was a pretty decent meal. But they're not able to because they can't do it in a safe fashion or they don't feel like they do it in a safe fashion. So they're not getting as much food on Tuesdays and other nights as well. Right. So, so they're not getting as much food. And that's why we went from two to three. Um, I got you. Yeah, so that helps to, to, to feed a little better, a little more. That's really great, man. Um, so part of this thing is, is honestly, it's been about how is it that we can give peace? So this series has been about, you know, who is the source of peace? What is the source of peace? And we obviously know that that's Jesus being the Prince of peace, right? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. and then, uh, we recognized too, the last week it was how do we receive it? So how can we figure out, you know, what is it that we can do, uh, to receive that peace and to grow in that peace? Um, uh, and then this week has been very much about how is it that we give it because we can't just receive it The idea is believers. We were never intended to just receive and never give it's a both and um, So then how is it that we can help support you through this because we may not obviously we can't go out in big You know groups and go do this. Uh, I know that we have some folks in our church who help out on a pretty regular basis mm -hmm. um, uh, from the well specifically, but mm -hmm. uh, so how is it that we can help during a time like this. Uh, we have a give slide uh, that, that'll get put back up here in just a second. It's kind of been scrolling all the way through. Uh, and so you'll see it here in just a moment. Um, and, and we'll be able to have those options you can give. Um, so what else, like how else can we help you throughout this time? How can we help as, as just typical everyday quarantine people still be people of peace? And it doesn't even have to be just through this. If there's something else that you're like, man, this is also a need that we have seen in the community. How can we help? Well, first of all, you spell my name, G-R-E-G-H-A, -G so we can write the check out. Just want you to know how to do it. Now, um, <clears throat> we, uh, obviously, money's always a thing. We're actually doing pretty good at the moment, but okay. but we can always use money. 
Um, yeah. You know, so you know, as y'all get money, you can send it to uh, the district because it's a district ministry now. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, but when all of this changes, gets back to I don't think it's gonna be normal, but back no, to some so. kind of normal. That's right. Um, we'll be going back to handing out you know hygiene stuff, uh, but socks is something that is needed. Every you know, socks. every day, because, tube socks like taller tube socks. Yeah, no handle. women's socks. No women. No. No women's socks. No women's socks. <laughs> we have a ton because it that slide back up. It Go seems up. like when we ask for socks, people think, "Well, there's women out there, so we got to give half of them women's socks." So we got nine thousand women's socks yeah. and not enough men's socks. <clears throat> right. The fact is, we do see a lot of women. Um, uh, there is a lot of homeless women, but they can wear men's belt. You know, right. Men's right, socks. right. 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 Um, but uh, the first thing, actually, I forgot to say this. First thing, just pray. Yeah, pray absolutely. Absolutely. Pray for us. Pray for the people we see. Um, go onto my Facebook page and share, you know, the message on Tuesday night. So Is it just, people, it's your personal page. Yeah, so just my go personal page. hunt down Greg Hazelrig. Yeah. H-A-Z-E-L-R-I-G. For your check. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, you know, pray for us. Uh, share that so more people, you know, know about it. Um but yeah, throughout the year, you know, the winter we need blankets. Yep. But throughout the year, the main thing, um, other hygiene goods, um, which y'all, like you said, y'all have made hygiene kits for us. Um, socks is something that's needed socks. every week. Okay. Every week because they get their socks wet, you know. Right. And uh, right. And that, that's the most asked for thing. So I will tell you that you are welcome to bring those items here if you want. Uh, you can bring the socks here. You can bring blankets here. Um, you can bring whatever item it is that he is needing. Or if you find something on Facebook, you're welcome to bring it here. I'll text him. I'll call him and let him know that we have some items and we'll figure out how to get those things to him. Uh, the other way is to do it a couple of, uh, you can give financially. You can go to our website, lewisburgwell.org. If you click on the word give at the top of the page and then right in the middle, it'll say general fund and there's an arrow. If you click on the arrow, it'll list all of the funds you can give to specifically and Matthew 25 Ministries is listed. Uh, you can also text to give. So 84321. Uh, if you type in the number that you want to give, so like if you're giving $50, put in 50 and the keyword homeless and it will go to uh, Matthew 25 Ministries as well. Just remember that for giving online and for giving through text message, uh, the very first time is always, you always have to put your bank account in, so it's a little clunky on the first time, and every time after that is super easy after that. Uh, and I will tell you too, you can mail a check here. So you can mail it to our, uh, our church address, uh, so 56 Vaughn Lane, Olive Branch, 38654. Uh, and that money will also get into there. Make sure to put in the memo, uh, you know, Matthew 25 Ministries, and we'll make sure that that gets there. Um, so yeah, so Greg, yeah. Let me, let me also say this. If there is anyone who wants to go, uh, we do take groups. Okay. But let me know ahead of time <clears> so I can schedule you a time because, you know, we don't, that way we don't get so many times. We had one time where we had two buses of folks just show up. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and y'all's ministry is not really designed to handle that. Y'all are designed to handle, what, 10 or 12 probably tops? Yeah, it's designed, <clears> but we, we, we like to have um, visitors so they get first-hand knowledge of what's going right. on and so they can take it back to their families to their churches you know they may start up a ministry we've got uh, one or two actually I know of one that because they came they went back to their church and I think it's on Tuesdays that they're I mean uh, on Thursdays that so they, they've created another mm -hmm. night that's beautiful man I love watching that and again this is what happens when you give peace right the more you are giving peace the more it spreads that's right uh, and so it actually begins to take over and I love that uh, so just remember, y'all, giving peace uh, throughout all this just because businesses are closed. 
uh, doesn't mean that our faith is. And so I'm very much so going to encourage you to go out. You have opportunities to be the church. We've been working on this for a long time. You know we have. Uh, and finally, I think that something like a pandemic is going to finally kind of cut us from the idea of we have to have everything in a building. And thankfully, you know, I've, I've been proud of you guys as a congregation that we have never really been building-centric. But if nothing else, man, the pandemic has cut that. So this is an opportunity to go out and be the church, to go check on neighbors, to go and, uh, and to help out and be, uh, you know, help to serve in Memphis uh, or to even give financially in whatever way. Uh, so here's what I'm telling you. Go and give peace by being the church, the hands, the feet of Christ in the absolute craziest of times ever. You have an opportunity now to go and be the church in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. Oh
mean, you guys heard Greg. Why don't you go be givers of peace to anybody and everybody that's around you? I mean, do so safely. Make sure you're wearing masks. Make sure you're wearing gloves. Make sure you're using hand sanitizer. But y'all, the church doesn't stop because it's a pandemic. So go be givers of peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.